0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fails to Wins podcast. I am the host, Aisha Barber. I'm the co-founder of Intent to Heal, an online coaching source where we mentor and coach people to reach their fullest potential. On our podcast, we have a special guest named Ashari Wallace. She is going to be introducing herself and I am so excited about our episode.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to be your first guest for this new season. As she stated, my name is Ashari Wallace and I am a social worker. I'm registered as a associate clinical social worker. So that just means that it's a little different for me as in terms of just doing case management. I also I'm doing hours in order to become licensed to continue providing individual and family and group therapy for mental health. So that's related to diagnosis like depression, anxiety, um, adjustment disorders. And even though I'm throwing all of these names out here and I'm sure many of us have heard about it over the past year more than ever, um, I would say that I don't believe that people are they, that their diagnosis. I believe that the diagnosis just gives us a name so we can know how to manage those symptoms that we're experiencing. I am an academic advisor for my alma mater, Simmons University. Prior to that, I was working in community mental health for the past two years, a little over two years. And before that, I was still working in community mental health through schools that were partnered with nonprofit agencies and providing therapy for kids, or children rather, and adolescents from K through 12, and then some transitional age youth. So that's like ages 16 to 24. And just working with them, the with helping with case management stuff, as I mentioned, like if they needed housing, or connected to resources, and then also providing the individual mental health therapy, and then also having groups where they could come together and talk about the various things that they're experiencing. I am also a mentor, a speaker. I speak with a young woman's, uh, young girls group. Called Welcome to Womanhood, and it's here in Los Angeles, California. So I thoroughly enjoy doing that and working with them yearly to talk about the dangers of drugs and and abuse and, and things within that realm. When I do co-facilitate with the founders and the other mentors, and then I'm also a author. And if you are not watching, you can't see me chosen, but. My very first book, as you can see, it is From the Dark Shadows to a Vibrant Light, Poems for the Victims and Survivors. And the picture right here is a picture of my tattoo. And it is a short collection of poems that I published as a part of my healing. And I didn't think that I would ever publish them, but they got published and just to put it out there, it is on my social media and I do talk about it, but I am a survivor of sexual assault, rape. And so this is a part of my healing. And I think we'll get more into this as we like continue throughout our conversation. So that that book of poems is the experience that I had going through it, like in that moment, I felt afterwards and then a part of that healing journey so that's what the poems kind of are categorized in when you do read the book and then my other book which was recently released in December of 2020 is Perpetual Radiance it is a 31 day devotional committing to be closer to God through consecrating an act of self-love and gratitude and both of these can be purchased on Amazon. Or you can type in my name and the, the websites for both of them will also pop up. And I'm sure there are a lot more other things that I can identify as, but those are generally my main ones, advocate, mentor, um, mm-hmm. advisor, clinical therapist.
0: <laughs> you have a lot of hats that you wear and a lot of women can identify with having to have one have on so much and then go through so much, but still have to keep on going, despite sometimes even how we feel and just be going through just so much. And how do you do? How do you do so many? things? <laughs> how do you do it all?
1: <laughs> I guess that is the question of of centuries right how do we do it all and I think it's important to acknowledge that we all do it differently and that's totally fine but if I would say how do I do it all I would say I don't know if I'm doing it some days and I think that I hope I'm not jumping too far in but I think that's when I guess my fails Mm -hmm. I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see but my fails is feeling inadequate and not being able to do everything or that like sense of like imposter syndrome of someone's gonna find out that I really can't do all of this and Mm -hmm. it's just I'm just doing all these things and I'm not really doing it and someone's gonna realize that like I'm a fraud or whatever it is and then it's I feel like I'm I've been put on this pedestal Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to live up to it and I'm trying to be this mentor and this person. But then on the back side I'm like, I am tired. Right. I don't know. Like that like trying to be perfect, but you know that you're not perfect. Yeah. But you wanna hold this characteristic or this persona that it's it's not a bad thing, but sometimes it's a lot to hold. And and I know you're a mom, yes. so I can only imagine like how you're managing all these cats too. <laughs> like we're doing this podcast and then having you guys organization and then all the other things that you do in your day-to-day life.
0: I admire you. And I'd like to say people like you who can admit that there can be an imposter syndrome because I look at people like you, people like my business partner um, and a lot of other women who seem like they have it i've always been drawn to people who seem like they they can have it all together and they can balance so many different things at once but then still come to and say it's not what you think it is i get tired too and which is a lot of why i i also jumped into the field of mental health and wanting to help other people like realize hey it, this perceived dream that i think we build up as children and everything um it's not all fun and games. It's not all that it cracks up to be. I like that you jumped right into your fail. On fails to wins, we like to talk about things that basically could have broken us, things that could have led us to giving up and how we ended up turning that into a win. And do you mind describing for us what that looked like for you?
1: Yes, definitely. And and thank you for those compliments. I receive them. I accept them. I know it's hard for us sometimes to accept things that people are saying yeah. to us <laughs> about us so thank you so I guess going on the feeling of feeling inadequate um I had this along with the book the first book from victim to survivor sorry from the dark shadows to a vibrant light I had this like vision of having a nonprofit, and I had titled it and everything like around the same time that I had came out with this book But I didn't actually like start the nonprofit in a sense of registering it and doing things for it and hosting events and things like that until 2018, I think, the end of 2018. And uh, it was like, what was it? I think I read Shonda Rhine's book, Year of Yes, I want to say in 2017 or 2018. It's a great book. And then I had heard like this sermon, and then it, confirm like everything she was saying in the book and i was like i just have to say yes to myself like i have had this nonprofit on my heart for so long there's a reason why it's there and it's not going to go away i have to do something about it but the whole entire time where i'm trying to figure out how to register a nonprofit, how to do this do i need to have it as a dba or do i need to file it as this and how do i raise money and I don't know none of this stuff. And I think during that time, I didn't know anyone that actually had a nonprofit that was close to me and the person that I did know, they were still trying to figure out things as well. It's interesting coming from our, a lot of people's backgrounds, especially people of color and black people, however we identify as African descent, sometimes we don't see those things. So we have to figure out how to do it ourselves or Finding that mentor and the mentor that's actually done it. And sometimes you see mentors that are on social media and it's an inspiration, but sometimes you can't get directly to them. So you go based off of which, which is a beautiful thing about social media, but like in your inner circle, in your community, sometimes finding those people can be a challenge. Even with writing these books, when I first wrote my book in 2014, I I asked someone that I met at the community mental health center on my college campus who was a secretary in the, the office and she told me that her husband had wrote a book. I was like, how do you do that? Don't you have to be published? And she was like, Oh, there's this thing called self-publishing. And I was like, I did not know that was a thing. So we aren't supposed to either. <laughs> Just to kind of like, I guess, go to where the inadequacy really started to show up too or even deeper is I'm about to put this event together, this luncheon and workshop, and I have to post it. I have to make this vision of what I want this event to look like. I also have to get people who are willing to volunteer to speak. I have to ask questions that are relevant. How do I ask questions? Who's gonna show up? Who's going to listen to me? I, I don't have a degree in this. I didn't go get trained. And I was like, this is a lot of pressure. And then the inadequacy started to come on. And I'm like, I don't know who's going to come. I don't have enough money to even rent out this place. All of these things. But I believe in God. I identify as a Christian or a believer in Jesus Christ. That, so I was like, all right, God, you put this on my heart. It, it happened and it was beautiful and it was the laughter during that event and it was joy and it just flows so naturally and it's interesting because people still ask me today like when are you going to do another event and it, what? it's that pressure now of okay I did it once can I do it again that feeling hasn't gone away from me it's just okay that hurdle is over And when I was planning for the second one, I was feeling all these different pressures of other things happening in my life. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, and when you said, how do you wear all these hats? That was one of those moments when I was like, I can't do this. And then it's okay. How do I recoup after this? And I was like, okay, I'm going to take six months off and then I'm going to come back and get things back together. And I was like, really determined to do it but like something in my spirit was just like, no, you can't do this. And then as I was like, okay, we'll do it bi-yearly, which is, I was planning to do it this year, but mm-hmm. COVID happened. <laughs> and then oh, COVID. <laughs> on top of that, I started to really have more mental health issues for myself that uh, came back to surface, but came back harder during 2020. And I literally had to like check out and then on top of that the job that I did have at the time was also a really big stressor and I was like like all I can do is just show up to work I can't do anything else right so that's I guess that's one way of feeling inadequate and then still trying to manage everything else and then end up feeling like I can't do anything at this time like
0: I felt that. I felt that when you said it was a, like a, the spiritual birthing process. Um, and I think it's so funny. I always tell people, I'm like the, the body of Christ is always just in one in a line. And I literally was thinking about that last night, watching my kids and the process of having to birth them. You can't stop it from happening. You can't stop it from happening when it's going to mm-hmm. happen. It has to happen. Regardless of how much pain and stuff he goes through and everything. And then I thought about things like what we choose to do and what we don't choose to do. Whenever Mm -hmm. God puts something on our heart, I feel like it's we get pregnant with something, we have to birth it. And I always hear sermons that are like that about that process. But I also know that for me, that feeling of inadequacy, just like uh, you were describing, when I feel that, I have times where I've Completely just did not do something I know I was supposed to do. And that feeling of regret ended up coming up. So Mm. that took place of what that pressure of I'm supposed to do this. That was supposed to be my book that I was supposed to write, that I see her presenting, or that was supposed to be my business idea. And that can sometimes hurt even worse than making those small decisions of no and resisting. And the fact that you do get attacked sometimes on your way up when you're trying to help other people. And how do you keep your mind set going when you're trying to push past those inadequacies?
1: Uh, how do I keep going when I'm trying to push past those inadequacies? I would say I have a really great support system. I don't know if you ever got, if you guys ever talk about love languages on here, but words of affirmation.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> definitely Always. in my top. Uh,
1: my top ones. So having my really close friends or family that is really close to me just shower me with words of affirmation. It's letting me know that they aren't just saying this because right. they have to. They don't even have to say anything, but they're choosing to say it. Or when I express what I was experiencing in regards to like mental health, them just being like, it's okay, you don't have to do this. Giving me that permission, even though I shouldn't have to have permission from anybody else to stop doing something, but because you feel like people are relying on you, having someone else just be like, it's okay, you don't have to it's okay to take a break. It's okay to say no. And then attending my own therapy sessions. Um, knowing like, all right, you haven't worked out in a month. I'm sure if you work out, you're going to feel a lot better. So I also say, I don't work out for weight loss. I work out for mental health. Right. Because it does something even when I'm don't want to do it I know that it did something for me I think also just finding people like randomly I'll say this when I say finding people randomly I found some really great relationships over the past year through social media and it's helped me so much and some of these people I haven't met in person just yet They have been vital people in me continuing as you matriculate through life. And then also, I think also letting go of things and situations. So me trying to let go of the pedestals that people have put me on intentionally or unintentionally. And when I say intentionally, it wasn't, Meant to be harmful, but it ended up being harmful for me. Okay. Letting go of like expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you're in the church, right? There are these expectations set upon you. And sometimes that can be a lot. And that causes a lot of people who are maybe in the church to feel like they have to be perfect in a lot of ways. Yeah. So releasing those expectations or even society's expectations of like, how I'm supposed to be like, I got green yellowish hair like <laughs> continuing to be okay when I do dye my hair because there are sometimes when I've worked certain places and I'm like I just want to check I dye my hair sometimes are you gonna be okay if <laughs> I do this as opposed to just doing it and then if they have something to say then they just have something to say and we like address it then so like those types of things so I think that. There are different ways to press through when inadequacies show up. Um, And every time is going to be different. So what worked this month to conquer those inadequacies and maybe different next month. And uh, yeah, so I I know that was a mouthful, but.
0: No, it was helpful. (laughs) It was really helpful. (laughs) I can can relate to using some of those. it's, again, it's always nice to hear, I guess it's another affirmation, when you hear that someone else is doing and using some of the tools that you not only talk about, but you practice yourself, like, um, like when you said that you have your own therapy, and I remember when I first started working in mental health, that's one of the first things that they told us, they said, you're going to need somebody, you might need somebody to talk to, and it didn't take until a breakdown that I had before I started actually talking to somebody. And it's like once you finally get there, it's not that bad. It's not as bad. And then hearing affirmations back from people when you feel like they're expecting so much of you. I love it when I can be honest with my friends and they can let me know like it didn't hurt them or anything like that. I like it when you're being honest and then it's the same way back hey it's okay to rest we I understand you have a lot of stuff going on you need to sit down you need have you eaten today those kinds of things because sometimes it's like we tell ourselves but we don't really hear it until it comes out of somebody else's mouth Mm -hmm. so that is again always so good to hear and like I always say on these podcasts, there might be people that want to speak up and want to find some sort of help and don't know what to do. And then they hear
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: you say it or me say it. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm not the only one that goes through that type of thought process. It's okay. And that's what makes a community is opening your mouth because social media will keep you so distant. You won't realize I'm a human. Yeah. I'm not a computer yeah. character. I'm not somebody that's going to be perfect on here all the time. And yes, there are going to be people that judge and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, your support system is there and your mindset yeah. is more important. Can yeah. you tell me a little bit more oh. about your? Oh, yes, go ahead.
1: I was just going to also say another thing, and it's more like on the the mental health side, but we all do it. And, and it also ties in with inadequacies. It's like, Identifying when I'm starting to ruminate. And for people who don't really know what ruminate is, it's repeating the thing that you're telling yourself over and over again to where you start to kind of feel it or believe it, or it's starting to make you anxious, or it's starting to make you angry or sad when it's starting to shift your emotion. So if it's like nobody's gonna come to this, and I keep focusing on that thought, and it's girl you're doing it yeah like you know
0: stopping yourself right so I've always wanted to ask someone this question what do you say to people who feel comfortable sometimes with rumination like they feel comfortable with psyching themselves out basically because they don't have to work they don't have to push themselves anymore
1: deep question first I guess before I'll say that just to also piggyback on what we were saying earlier about going to see your own therapist and feeling comfortable with that and feeling it's not that bad I have this it might be a little sarcastic but I mean it in a way (laughs) but I say I don't know if people should go see therapists who don't have therapists themselves or who haven't been in therapy for a certain amount of time Mm. Because how do you know the process or how do you know when you feel uncomfortable yes. with something? It's one thing to identify our biases and try to be non-judgmental and try to have like deep listening. But until we've actually gone through that experience, whether something positive is happening in your life or not, just to say that you've gone through it so that your client knows that you've been in the seat before. Yes. And it's not something that you have to disclose to your client. But it's something that at least in case they ever ask that or in case it's a safety a safe disclosure, meaning it's not gonna harm the client if you tell them this and it's relevant and it'll be helpful sharing that in some aspects. So that's like my other like little side note to what I like you were that. saying I agree. about that. But as far as people who maybe like to stay in rumination, oh I don't. I okay. I'm not gonna speak for everyone, but based on some of the clients that I have worked with, this might be a little far-fetched, but let me know if it makes sense. It's like in relationships or in friendships. It's stay with the enemy that you know and how it moves, or go do something different, and you might get a new enemy, or you might get some something that's really positive. It reminds me of that. It's like stay with these ruminations. That how they work the cycle. You're gonna be out of it in the next week or two. Or challenge yourself to really be consistent about doing thought stopping techniques. And that's (laughs) it's it is so hard because you could just stay in that thought. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: I love music, but music could keep us there too. Because when you go through a breakup, if anybody's been through a breakup, you want to listen to something sad that's going to make sad. you feel what you want feel. Right. <laughs> right? Or if you're super happy or you want to go get turned, or yeah. it, whatever, right? Like you're going to listen to that music that's going to make you feel that emotion more. I don't For know sure. why our brains and humans are set up that way, but I don't know any person that don't maybe, they might not like her, but you're going to listen to a Mary J. Blige song at least once. <laughs> That's so uh, true. <laughs> some, some type of romantic, like, discourse or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think about it that way. Like, it can be really comfortable, mm-hmm. but it might not be a comfortable that they actually want to stay in, but it's so much harder to do the work. The other side of it is, if you are not surrounded by family or friends or community, that is going to speak words of life into you or change their behavior in order to support you to help better manage that rumination or you feel safe enough to tell that person, I'm starting to have these thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that, yes, individual therapy, when it comes to those types of symptoms and things like that are the person's individual job, Mm -hmm. but it makes it so much easier and it makes the person want to do it when other people around them want to support them and are willing to change some of their behaviors to better help that person like how selfless is that how does that show like this action word of of an an action verb or this action word of love I love you enough to try and not to do that or I love you enough to Remind you when you say this to to say it and you're going you're back not again. Gonna yes, I love right? that.
0: I know that it was a challenging I, question,
1: <laughs> but I, I thank I you so
0: much for that.
1: <laughs> you're so welcome. I'm gonna say this like as kids, you don't realize that your parents are people. Yeah, and parents make mistakes, and sometimes your parents don't know stuff. It's not till you become an adult and you're like, oh, you're just another human being, yeah. and you're not all the all that reptile. Or some people know that as kids, but that environment isn't safe for them to really try and do things differently. So they're literally just trying to manage day to day. Mm -hmm. So that change in that thought process may not happen years from then, but whatever, if that therapist was a a good therapist and that uh, client, that's a child, knows that therapist cared. They're going to remember those things just like when you say, oh, I heard my parents' voice when I was about to go do that yes. thing and I probably didn't did it. That is the way that I think mentors, what we say, or clinical therapists or psychotherapists, however we identify, um, or just like a big brother, big sister type of thing, yeah. those things stick with us. And we will, sometimes we're like, oh, I came up with that by myself. But you're like, actually, no, no. what help me with that. So I think that even if a child can't point in on that and changing that concept, they know what you're talking about, but until they get out of that environment or something shifts for them, it's going to be a little bit more harder for them maybe not to ruminate.
0: I used to hear that a lot, not from people that would come and seek help, but from people who knew probably needed to talk to somebody or needed some help with something. But a lot of the reason why they can't move forward or they are consistently coming and I just need to vent. And it's about the same thing coming around, the same kind of situation that keeps going around because you're comfortable with what you're used to. And I've always wondered that. (laughs) That's probably the most beautiful thing that I've heard all day today. Do you mind sharing your books again and then how we can find you on social
1: media? Yeah, so our time definitely went by quick, but I think the exchange was beautiful. Yes. And uh, thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. My Instagram handle is my name, Ashari Wallace. A S um, H A R I W A L L A C E. It's a public page, so you can just click follow. And my books are perpetual radiance, thirty-one day devotional, committing to be closer to God through consecration, through consecrating an act of self-love and gratitude, and then the other book is from the dark shadows to a vibrant light, poems for the victims and survivors, and then also just wanted to give out the phone number for the National Sexual Assault Hotline, just in yes. case someone is a survivor and may need to talk to someone, it's one eight hundred six five six. 656 And then lastly, I I can be a, a support for you. It would not necessarily be in therapeutic form, but if you just needed someone to say, hey, I'm I'm having a tough day and you just need a, a positive, I don't know, exchange, you can always DM me and I may not respond right away. But I will respond. And I hope that people are understanding of that. But if it's not, you can always just click on my link tree in my Instagram bio and you'll see all these various different links and my website will pop up. Okay.
0: You are absolutely amazing. I appreciate you so much. Shari for joining us on Fails to Wins and for being so open, because I know that can sometimes take a lot as well. Um And I just say God bless on everything.